SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Everybody, it's Linda Gunter with Love Him, Love Them. And if you are brand new to listening to us, I just want to give you a little bit of background. Our hope is that if you're listening on YouTube, you'll definitely subscribe and like us so that you can hear all of the amazing stories that we have going on with our ministry. But our ministry is mainly focused in the country of Haiti. So in Haiti, we have orphanages, we have schools, we have a vocational school. We have churches and we have a hospital. So we get to see all kinds of amazing, interesting, strange things that happen in our hospital in Haiti. And then also we work here in the United States of America. So I just want to encourage you to look us up, lovehimlovethem.org, so that we can communicate together, potentially work together, and even volunteer together. So the other day, my husband came in the kitchen and he said, hey, Linda, have you heard about the brand new movie coming out? And I was like, no, I don't really keep up. He said, yeah, he said, January the 6th, there's a brand new movie coming out called Megan. Well, the first person I thought of was a good friend of mine. I only know one person named Megan. And I was like, Megan's in a movie? No, 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 no. So after he he just basically said that, got a cup of coffee and left the kitchen. And I was like, Megan, what is what is the world is that about? So I looked it up online, and I just want to share with you, because if you're a mom like me and you're not paying attention, uh, which, by the way, I want to give a little plug here, which I couldn't give it for this movie because I couldn't find it for this movie, but Plugged In Online. I think it's PluggedInOnline.com. If you're a mom, you can find any movie, any television show, usually, um, and it tells you the the number of curse words that are in it, the the content that's in it, the spiritual content that's in it. So, and it's a free site. So you just go plugged in online. I think there are others too, but I would recommend that you use that. When we were raising up our kids, our first set of kids that always wanted to go to the movies, um, that's the way I determined whether or not we would allow them to go. But as they grew up, I referred them to it. So I said, you know what? You you need to have the Holy Spirit tell you what you think is okay and what's not once they reach a certain age. And so even to this day, I know Gina still looks it up on Plugged In Online before she goes. But I just want to share with you what I found just really on the Internet about the movie Megan. So the, the filmmaker that's responsible for it, his name is James Wan. And Megan comes from a story that he made with uh, another screenwriter named Akala Cooper. And so they collaborated together on this, and (laughs) they are very brave writers, I want to tell you that, and they have a similar talent for being not afraid to just go out there, okay? So they they lean into the absurd, and then they make it work. Uh, One of the main reasons that they collaborated together was that they're easily able to take an idea that's really outside of the box, which I'm all about being outside of the box, and then they want to bring a human element to it. And that literally was the mission statement for this this movie, Megan. Um, Another interesting thing, and I'm going to let you look this up on your own. Some of you may already know this. When they write Megan, the E is a backwards three, or it's a three. Uh, It looks very interesting. Instead of the E, they use a three. Uh, And you can look that up and see why they do that. But Megan is 
a marvel of artificial intelligence. It's all about AI, but it's a lifelike doll and it's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. So they designed this brilliant toy company. Uh, it's a robotic, it's called Gemma. Get Allison. Get a, there's other information about that you can look up. But Megan can listen, <laughs> she can watch, and she can learn as she becomes your friend and your teacher. So she can be your playmate, your protector. Uh, she is, that is what she is for the child. And uh, th- this came about by a story that's very similar to our original story, actually, where a lady took in an orphan child. It was her niece, and she took her in, and uh, she was a little bit unsure, not knowing how to be a parent. In all honesty, I would have loved to have a robot come help me. <laughs> When, when uh, I don't remember how long ago it's been now, like 15 years ago when I ended up with five, five children overnight, um, I really can't think of anything that would have been better than to have a robot come help me. That would have been amazing, right? And so this lady is thinking this is a great idea. It's going to help me resolve problems. It's going to be a decision maker. Um, but what happened was it ends up having unimaginable consequences, So I just want to show you a little bit from behind the scenes. Um, This is from a Hollywood reporter and the producer and what how they work together. It says basically you end up seeing both sides of artificial intelligence. I don't think those of us people that are my age, I'm 24. I don't think people my age and and older have any clue what this artificial intelligence is going to do for us. Um, it's kind of like the Bible already spelled it out, but I don't think we really get it. But I think now movies like this are showing us exactly where we're headed and how we're going to get there. So the producers were like, you know, this really shows a good side and a bad side of artificial intelligence. And we just need to know where the boundary is and where we need to set the boundaries and where we should and shouldn't go. And so that that's their logic on how and why they're able to produce this movie and why it's a good movie for people to see. So um, one other thing I want to make you aware of is Megan is not rated R. You know, I think a lot of us used to use that as a gauge for our kids as the rating of the movie, but it's rated PG-13. And you know, some of the scariest movies of all time are rated PG-13. So I I would put some emphasis on that. You need to be very careful if you're allowing the movie rating business to decide what your kids can and cannot go to. Um, this, this is what is publicized out on the Internet. Move over Chucky. Megan 3 is your new competition. And she is a thousand steps ahead of you. If you want, if the whole creepy doll business with the with the toddling red header killer and Annabelle wasn't enough, the, this coming year we'll see another, albeit empowered toy. Can you not? This is powered not by supernatural spirits, but by advanced robotics and artificial intelligence, and she is sure to scare you to bits. So this sci-fi horror movie is set to arrive in January. It's actually coming out January the 6th. By the time you see this or hear this, you may it may already be uh, out. Um, you know, we've all seen we've all seen several movies that feature dolls. As much as this latest creation seems to be a dream come true for the little girl, the doll starts to develop a mind of its own and evolves into something that 
even the woman who had the idea for it cannot even control. It's unbelievable. There are horrifying aspects of this doll and the character that might be relatable, but if you enjoy sci-fi and horror genres and you don't mind starting the new year with a bit of a scare, you go ahead and see it. I'm telling you that you need to be very, very careful. Very, very careful. And you know what I realized? I have a 12-year-old little girl. And that 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 movie, when I saw here, here's the part that's really, really disturbing with these movies that are coming out. We were on vacation. I think it was last week or the week before. And so we normally don't have television, but there was a television in every room of where we were staying. And so Merlanda told me, she said, Mommy Linda, when I asked her, I said, have you heard about this new movie, Megan? And she said, yeah. She said, I saw it on the, on the TV. Here's the thing. As moms, as much as we try to protect, even if we say you can't go to the movie, the trailer is out there. <laughs> it's on television. It's on the internet. It, even if you're watching a, an amazing YouTube video about something like as wonderful as Love Him, Love Them, it can literally come up in your feed. You know, horror is very, it's a very entertaining genre. And it, a lot of people like it. But here's my question to you. As Christians, if we are striving to live our lives in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because of the often demonic and the gruesome nature of horror plots, it really does leave me wondering, can you, how can you reconcile Christ and horror? How do you reconcile that together? I mean, what are horror movies? Horror movies are pretty self-explanatory when you look at the name, right? They are movies that seek to cause fear in the audience. I mean, horror movies are, are they're there to scare you. And they resort to many frequent themes in order to do that. And these themes are usually things that the general public would be afraid of. I'm not talking about spiders and bankruptcy. Horror movies depict human beings that are facing demons, that are right in the face of ghosts, murder, horrifying situations. And they're all recurring themes in most horror movies. And they're also typically somewhat realistic. You know, <clears throat> pardon me, as Christians, Christians are bombarded with gruesome, grotesque, and violent horror movies. We are being desensitized to accepting something that we consider unacceptable. So here's what I want to say. Before you allow your children to go see Megan, I just want you to stick with me for, for just a few moments. You know, the number one thing that, that really bothers me is that horror movies glorify Satan. There's, there's just really no denying that horror movie producers are in competition with each other. They try their best to outdo each other's works. And they want to make their movie as scary and as violent and as gruesome as possible. You know, that's why we see horror movies featuring a significant amount of carnage, of mayhem, of scream, and of bloodshed. It's almost like the bloodier, the better. And keep in mind, this movie, Megan, features, I think the girl is 9 or 10 years old. It's a 9 or 10-year-old girl that they're focusing in on. And so as we watch horror movies, we really can't deny the fact that it glorifies all the things that belong to Satan. 
violence, death, suffering. Satan, I want you to think about this. Satan inspired the minds of those movie producers and those directors to create a movie as violent and scary as possible. They ardently aimed to be the most terrifying movie of the year of all time. All horror movies share the same thing. They dwell on the dark side. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. So if we want to overcome Satan, then watching movies that are geared toward Satan and what he believes, that's really not going to help us achieve our goals. And this kind of leads to my next point, that watching horror movies really gives Satan a foothold in your life. You know, we read in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath and do not give a place to the devil. Have you ever experienced after watching horror movies that you find it really hard to go to sleep that night? Have you ever experienced how things that you weren't scared of before now are absolutely terrifying? Did you ever notice how the gory and grotesque images of horror movies, they stick in your mind? They stay with you? Well, that's one way that you give place to the devil. (laughs) I mean... It is worth noting that horror movies inspire negative emotions within us. That is putting it real lightly for me. I mean, as we watch the horror movies, we are entertaining the thoughts and the ideas of Satan. And it does give you a foothold. Satan is very crafty. He will take advantage of the smallest weakness that we have. And if we are negligent of the small sins in our lives, we will eventually reap bigger and deadlier consequences in the future. You know, another point is that watching horror movies really supports the work of Satan. You know, could something as simple as watching a horror movie actually support the work of Satan? People are like, come on, Linda, really? Actually, it is. You know how? Because as you watch that last full show of the scariest and the latest horror movie, in a sense, you are supporting Satan's inspired ideas. The ticket you bought, And the money you gave is going to go to the producers of the horror movies, right? Love Him, Love Them is in the process of negotiations for a movie. When when you buy that ticket, we want that money to come to us so that you can support Love Him, Love Them and helping us with widows and orphans in the country of Haiti and in the United States. That's exactly what you're doing when you're purchasing that ticket for the horror films. In turn, the money we gave them is only going to enable them to further create other films that do not just glorify Satan, but also, this is the part that really bothers me, I think, is that it destroys our God-given mind. You know, one of the reasons that I look those movies up before I let my kids go and plugged in online is, I think, I don't want to be in a conversation with anybody that is against someone I know and love, right? Teresa's in here now. If if I go to lunch tomorrow with Irene or somebody or Shirley, and they start to talk bad about Teresa, I'm going to defend her. I'm going to defend her, then I'm probably going to get up and leave, or I'm going to stop them from doing that. But I can't imagine going and paying somebody 
to talk or degrade Teresa. And the same way we do that constantly with the shows that we watch that degrade the Lord, that take the Lord's name in vain, that include Jesus Christ in every single way except for what he's really about. And yet we're paying for that to happen. You know, the other part of that is when we watch horror movies, we fill our minds with negative and ungodly images, images that get seared on our minds and that we are able to recall very quickly. And when we read Philippians 4.8, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, that's what I, any excellence or anything worthy of praise, think about those things. That's what I want you to think about. Not about those gory scenes or somebody's head being cut off or the incredible, unbelievable things that are in these movies. You know, any horror movies, <laughs> are there any horror movies that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, <laughs> excellent, or worthy of praise? I mean, really, if we're honest, there's just not. The truth is that 90% of the things that enter our minds through our eyes will be retained. 90%. And they will be in our brain for an extended period of time. I was talking with Fred. Fred's my 18-year-old son. I was talking with him the other day about something. Oh, if it, we were doing these funny questions. You know, if there's anything in your past you could change, what would it be? And he said, if there's anything in my past that I could change, it would be some things that I've seen because I can't get them out of my mind. Now, for him, because he, he was raised in the country of Haiti, those things that he saw could have very well been completely out of his control. You may have things in your life that you see that are completely out of control. But if you're going to go find a movie, figure out the time, plan to go, pay the ticket price and walk in, you have control over what you see. And we need to be very, very careful of what we are watching to make sure that we want to fill our minds with the mind of God. And then horror movies should never be there in the first place. We need to remember what King David wrote, because in Psalms 101, 3 through 4, he says, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the works of those who fall away, and it shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. That's King David. He was the apple of God's eye. He would not set anything evil before his eyes. You know, horror movies often feature sexual immorality. In addition to diabolical and satanic scenes, we find horror movies. We, we also see nudity and sexual immorality. You talk about searing something on your brain that you don't want to have coming back to you. You know, that's how movie producers attract viewers because sex sells. Oh, my gosh. My husband and I had this conversation the other day. You ride up, if we're in Atlanta, near Atlanta, you ride up and down I-85, it could be a, a billboard about an insurance company. I think there's a Tanger Outlets uh, billboard up there, too. And it looks like the woman's half naked. It's the most provocative billboard in the world. It has nothing to even do with sex or nothing to do with what she's wearing or not wearing. But sex sells. And it definitely makes their films more attractive to people. And as Christians, we're called to abstain from sexual immorality. Ephesians 5.3 tells us, but among you, there's not to be even a hint of sexual immorality. 
not any kind of impurity or greed because isn't that funny that he puts sexual immorality with greed? That's interesting because the because some some of y'all are sitting there going, you know, she can talk about sexual immorality all she wants. I am so pure and I have no sexual thoughts. Well, but you, which are you greedy? Because <laughs> it's in the same it's in the same uh, chapter in the Bible five three actually the same verse. But we're not we're just to walk away from sexual temptations. We're not just to do that, but we are commanded to flee, absolutely flee. You know, if you want to stay away from movies that, I mean, that, that blows my mind that God tells us to flee from something that we're the ones scrolling and watching. We're the ones going and buying the tickets. We're not only are we not fleeing from it, we're participating in it actively. You know, movies, if you want to stay away from movies that may trigger your struggle with sexual temptations, then it is a must that you have to avoid scary films. Another very big point is we're supposed to be the light of the world. Every Christian must be a light of the world. Jesus Christ told us, you are the light of the world. You're a city that's set on a hill. You can't be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bat. This is in Matthew 5, right through the, the whole amazing Sermon on the Mount. And horror movies depict darkness. Are we to be partakers of darkness? We were just told we're supposed to be the light of the world. And as we grow closer to God, We've got to get further and further away to anything that has something to do with the dark. God hates Satan and the darkness that he cast into this world. And so we have to take an extra effort to overcome those influences of Satan. You know, even if you're not watching horror movies, even if you're not watching uh, shows with new, I don't even know how people have time to watch shows in all frankness, but we'll leave that alone. I don't even have time to get the dishes done. But if you're literally, even if you're not watching that, Satan is bombarding us. I mean, we're told in Ephesians 6, he's throwing fiery darts at us constantly. And so to purposely go and do this, I mean, we have to take an extra effort to overcome that influence of Satan. Why would we, why would we invite it? Why would we invite it into our children? You know, what does it mean to be the light of the world? Can we confidently say that we're becoming the light of the world when we're watching or even encouraging other people to watch horror movies? As we watch horror movies with other people, are we glorifying God or are we glorifying Satan? You decide on which one and which side you want to stand on. I mean, and I just alluded to this, to be honest with you, watching horror movies is a waste of time. While it's true that horror movies can be entertaining, it does not accomplish anything. I'm not saying that enjoying life and having fun is bad. I am the party girl, right? When I walk in the room, the party gets started. I'm not saying that at all. But my point is that horror movies do not provide any healthy part of entertainment, not with our emotions, not with our thinking, not even with our health. And at the end of the movie, if we don't feel edified and encouraged, we've got to be really wise about how we spend our God-given precious time. You have the same 24 hours that I have. I have the same 24 hours that Joe Biden has. We all have the same 24 hours to accomplish what we need to, what we need to be doing. And so what if we were doing something that would improve our overall life? Isn't there a better way to have fun? In Ephesians 5.16, is see then that you will walk circumspectly, not as a fool. But as wise, redeeming your time, because the days are evil. You know, we've wasted so much time. We do need to redeem it, not waste it. Our time on earth is limited. That, that James, if you've ever heard me before, you know I use spray on deodorant. Every morning when I spray it on, that's the mist. It says that's the extent of our lives here. 
once it's gone, when once it's gone, you can't you can't get it back. You can't take it back. So it would behoove us that we need to ensure how we spend our time brings us closer to God. Our consciences can be seared with a hot iron. And if watching a horror movie does not bother your conscience anymore, I'm going to be real honest with you. You need to go before God and ask for his help. If you say, oh, it doesn't bother me. I can do anything. I can watch anything. Watching horror movies is and will never be acceptable for Christians. We might try to rationalize it and justify our wrong choices of entertainment, but that will never change the fact that horror movies do have a negative effect on us, both physically and spiritually. So the next time your friends encourage you to go see a horror movie, I hope you take a stand. I hope you're not a partaker of the works of darkness. My hope is that you'll stand your ground and flee if necessary, right? Because God will reward you for that. I just want to say this. If you're still interested in seeing the movie Megan, Megan is set to release on Friday, January the 6th. In in the United States by Universal Pictures. There's a surprise. The film, uh, and again, if you thought Chucky, if if you're familiar with Chucky, or if you've ever seen anything of that, I can tell you that this goes to a whole nother level. I want you to know that uh, the clip opens with two girls becoming friends instantly, playing around the house, and they're doing TikTok dances and all kinds of things that little kids do together. The trailer, you can even watch the trailer online. It's everywhere. My daughter saw the trailer. The trailer is sure to spook you a little and make you want to ask, how far does this movie go? Well, to find that out, you'll have to wait and catch the movie when it arrives in January. But I want to tell you this. My daughter, Merlanda, when I asked her, she said, Mommy Linda, did you not see the advertisement? I said, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. She said, I just want you to know. She said, they say that that's a doll. She said, but it's a psychopath. And I thought, praise God, somehow, somewhere, we have instilled in that little girl that she knows that that's not something that she needs to go after. What are you instilling in your kids? Because, you know, sooner or later, they can watch anything they want now. They have, you know, we have a refrigerator that even when we go to bed, there is a smart thing in my Bible on the screen on the refrigerator. And they can literally go and watch that. You, we try to put all sorts of parental controls and, and things that can guard our kids. But you know what? It's their mind. We have to teach them at a very young age how to renew their mind. And if you're, if you're older now and you're thinking, well, it's too late for me. I've already watched this. I've already seared my brain. I've already done all the damage. That's not true. God does have the ability to take you right where you are and to renew your mind. And to, and to allow you to start over. You know, that's what he is. He's like the a most amazing starter overer. <laughs> that's what he does. He's a second chance God, a God of third chances, fourth chances. So if you're listening tonight, you're like, you know what, Linda? I'm not only watch those movies, I'm living it out. You know, we look around our world today and we see the crime and we see these insane things that are happening in our world. And for these kids, that's just what they grew up with. That's the way, that's the way it is. You kill somebody, they come back to life. It's it's. No, take the time right now with me to pray and just say, God, change my heart, change my mind. I want to be the light of the world. Some of you may say, well, I am the light of the world. That's why I go to the dark movies so that I can bring light. No, I'm sorry. You're wrong. <laughs> You're just dead wrong. 
We are to be the light of the world, but we don't need to purposely go into the dark. Pray, pray with me now that you will be able to inspire your children, even, even your kids if you haven't done anything. If you've, oh, it's too late now, Linda, I allow them to go to anything. Just draw a line in the sand. If you knew a new food or a new medicine was going to kill them, would you still continue to give it to them? Moms, let's stand together. If all the Christians in the world stopped going to horror films, there wouldn't be any more produced. Because like we said, we're the ones giving them our money. Let's take a stand, a biblical stand, on what God wants us to do. And let's not support the darkness. Let's be a light together. You can love them by loving Him. And loving Him is being obedient. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.